What's up, everybody, and thank you for listening to Mastering the Mindset. My name is Darius Dotch, and I'm an actor, hip-hop artist, and fitness and life coach. And I'm here to personally help you train and improve your mindset so that you can, one, become the best version of yourself mentally, and two, gain focus and motivation to be able to take action and achieve the success in life that you want and deserve. Before we get started, please like and subscribe to my channel, and at the end of this episode, if you liked it, please share it with a friend or a loved one or someone who will benefit from hearing this message. I'm so glad you're here and I'm ready to go on this journey with you. And that journey begins now. All right, and welcome back to another episode. Let's jump right in. Today, we're going to talk about emotions and I'm going to give you tips to help you, two tips to help you master your emotions. We're going to talk about why your emotions are present, where they come from, why they pop up out of nowhere, it feels like, right? Something happens and it's out of your control and here comes these emotions. And when they do show up, they're there. We can either just let them be or we can figure out what to do with them. So let's talk about how to have better control over our emotions and how to understand them better when they do pop up. How can we understand the emotion, why it's there, where it's coming from, why it exists, and when they do come up, how can we control it so we don't just be a mess, right? So I'm going to give you two simple steps, and the first one is the simplest one, and that is stop trying to control your emotions. I know, I said this is going to be all about controlling your emotions, but the first thing you need to do is to stop trying to control your emotions, and it's all going to make sense, so stay with me. But yes. Stop trying to control them. And the reason why is because your emotions are here. They're not going nowhere. And a lot of times they have something to do with the past. But before you try to control your emotions, you need a safe space to just let your emotions go, to just let them run. And for different people, that could look different, right? It could be screaming. It could be crying. It can be taking it out on a pillow and punching it, just sitting in silence, isolating yourself from the world, whatever it may be that you need to do. Get those emotions out without hurting other people and, of course, without hurting yourself. A lot of us have emotions in our bodies that we suppress over the years, sometimes all the way back to childhood years, especially in men. A lot of men get taught that they don't show emotion, that they don't cry. And maybe you were suppressing things from childhood bullies, mental bullies who called you messed up names. We suppress things in adulthood as well, like grief, heartbreak, disappointment. The acknowledgement that something hurt you, loss. One thing as an actor that I know I've suppressed a lot over the years, and I think a lot of actors do this in general, and it actually used to drive me crazy because my ex at the time was the exact opposite. But as actors, we can suppress the pain of having an audition and not getting the role. And my ex, she would let that pain out and just flat out say how... It really affected her that she didn't get it, how sad she was. And it used to almost make me mad. Like, come on now, girl, this is part of the business. We audition so many times. Most of the things you audition for, you won't get. But now that I've been working on myself, I get it now. So for me now, it's like, okay, it's okay. It's okay to really want something and put in time and effort to prepare for it and really want it. And to not get it. And it's okay to feel that pain and acknowledge it and say, hey, that pain, that emotion, it's here. That one hurt. I didn't get it. I feel it. Let it take its course and keep it moving. Because at the end of the day, 
it really is just a part of this career that I chose. And after having a couple of gigs, I really want not work out for me, having auditions that I didn't get. The ones I really, really wanted, I realized that, hey, yeah, you need to just let this run its course inside you. Because what I noticed is it started to affect the way I auditioned. I would have so much anxiety over the ones I really wanted. Right. So much so that I would walk in the audition room or do it over Zoom and I would have awful auditions, horrible auditions, which is damn near worse than having a great audition and not getting it. Because, you know, when you bomb that audition, like really bomb it, you know it right away as you're bombing it in real time. You know that you ain't getting this role. And that is the worst So I had to learn to just let that pain of not getting the role that I really wanted have its way inside me and just let it go. Then be better equipped for the next one because I wouldn't have these built up emotions inside me because I didn't get the last one. My anxiety, my nervousness, my fear of not getting this role that I really, really wanted ended up affecting me so much so that I would have bad auditions. A lot of us have emotions built up in our bodies that we suppress for many different reasons. And it's basically like emotional constipation. Yuck. We've all been constipated. You know you need to get it out of your body, but it's stuck. Same thing with emotional constipation. You can kind of feel it like, okay, I I feel something here. I feel like I might need to get this stuff out of me, but we don't. We choose to let it be stuck inside of us and we keep going. And it's not really a huge deal until you get to a point and you realize that you've been holding it in for way too long. What happens is after a while, it becomes very, very serious. You ever been in a relationship with a person who holds everything in? What happens when it boils over for them? Not good, right? That was me. In college. And I'm not proud of this, but I'll share this story with you because I can laugh at it now. But I was in a relationship at the time. And look, we were young. So knowing how to communicate our emotions was in our strengths, especially for me. But one thing I did at least verbalize was that I don't like it when you talk to me any kind of way. That's always my biggest thing in the relationship. Talk to me the same way I talk to you. If I don't talk to you all crazy, don't do it to me. And I expressed this to my ex at the time. And one day she was in a bad mood about something and I had picked her up from work, me and my roommate. And we were still sitting in the front seat laughing about something. And all of a sudden she yelled at me, damn, shut the up in front of my friend. And I flipped out. I waited until we got in the house because we just pulled up to my place and I didn't want to flip out in front of my friend. But I immediately went upstairs and I flipped out on her and she wasn't even admitting, admitting that she said the thing to me that she said, shut the up to me in front of my friend. So me, by this point, my little emotional constipation had to come out and I went and got all her stuff out of my room and threw it outside on the front lawn. And she had a lot because she was, for the most part, at my place every night. So you can imagine what that looked like. It looked like what you see in movies. When the woman is throwing the mad stuff all on the front yard, on the front lawn. Yeah, that was me. I was the woman in that scenario. My emotions had taken over at that point. And just to be clear, I'm saying I was the woman because of the role, as in if it was a movie, normally you see the woman throwing out the clothes. Not because I think women are just emotional like that. Anyway, again, not proud of it. But hey, I'm human. I was young in my 20s. 
We have to get to a point to a place where we can let those emotions go. Figure out how, where, when, and just let it happen. Let those emotions get outside the body. The first step to controlling your emotions is to stop trying to control them. Stop holding them in. Your body needs to release that energy. And we can look at kids at how they cry or how they show emotions. And we say, oh, wow, kids are so emotional. That child is being emotional. But they're actually releasing it. They're letting it out. So release them, but also figure out how to release them in a safe way. So maybe that's, like I said, letting yourself have that ugly cry. Maybe you need to scream in that pillow or go scream at go scream at the moon. Maybe you need to beat up the pillow or just punch the hell out of it repeatedly. Maybe you got to sit in a quiet room and just let the emotions have their way with you. Whatever it may be. Me in the past. That's what I do. I sit in my room and just allow myself to cry. Sometimes you need that. But figure out for yourself what the best way is for you. And one last constipation reference. But the reason why it's good to release it, to not allow the emotional constipation to happen in the first place, is because eventually what you don't want to happen is emotional diarrhea. Emotional diarrhea all over somebody else. Then way too much comes out and you can't control it. Yuck. You run that risk of something happening that don't have nothing to do with the past or your or, or the current experience right now. And you just explode all over somebody. And that person doesn't deserve that. Right. They don't deserve all your baggage, all your constipation baggage to explode on them in this moment. And whatever visual you may have from that reference, I hope it's a nasty one because now you can use it. You can understand it better. So step one, stop trying to control that emotion. Let that emotion happen. Number two is get curious about your emotions, because a lot of times what could happen is we have the emotion. It's a bad one. We say something to somebody or we have a negative reaction and then we get embarrassed about it. We apologize for it or we feel the pain of it. And either way, we wish it away. We don't want it to happen again. We don't want to feel it again. So we run from it and we try to lock it away instead of getting curious about it and figuring out, okay, what was that? Why was that? But before you get curious, I think it's important to let those emotions run through you first. So let's say somebody says something to you and you blow up. Your anger explodes all over this person. Right then is not the best time to try and figure out why it's happening. It's probably impossible because like I say all the time, when your emotions run high, your logic runs low and science backs that up. There's a part of your brain that doesn't function properly when your emotions are high. Your prefrontal cortex is affected. So don't try to process anything right then and there. And whatever happens after you calm down, just get curious about it. Say, OK, this person said this thing to me. That's how I responded to it. Why? Why was it that way? Now, I would suggest that you even take out that you even take physical notes, pull out pen and pad or, on your, or do it on your phone or your laptop. What were you feeling? What were you thinking? Why do you think it happened like that? Has it happened like that in the past? Where could have this where could this have stemmed from? Connect the dots. Connect present day emotions that might be connected to past experiences or emotions. Maybe it comes from a place where you never gained the emotional intelligence you needed. Like for me, if anybody I'm dating talks to me crazy like that, I know how to communicate it now. I let them know that this is a thing that's really big for me. And if it's something that keeps happening again and again, then just know that you're not the one for me. 
and we can respectfully go our separate ways. I won't be throwing all your belongings outside like they do in the movies. It won't get there. Figure out why this trigger happened. Take ownership for the way you react. Because when you blame the person who triggered you for your behavior, then you're playing the victim. Yes, they said that thing. Yes, they did that thing. But what they didn't do is get in your body and make you go throw their clothes outside. They didn't make you punch a hole in the wall. They didn't make you scream at the top of your lungs in a restaurant. Whatever they did can still affect you. But be in a place, get to a place where your reaction is controlled by you, not them. That's true growth. Don't be the victim. Take that ownership of your actions. When somebody triggers you, it's really a gift. Like I've always said in the past, it's a gift because they show you where you're not free. They show you the areas that you need to work on. Areas where you need work. Just like Eleanor Roosevelt says, nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent which is a whole nother episode to dive into. But basically, if somebody says something to you that hurts your feelings, it's because you believe it to be true. If somebody called me a lazy waste of a human being, that could never bother me because I know I ain't a lazy person. Now, if somebody calls me weak-minded, okay, now watch your mouth. Now, do I think I'm weak-minded? No, but I know I have weaknesses. I know I can have negative self-talk. And when things start to happen or I feel the pressure of things getting hard or not working out in my favor, when I allow myself to feel the pain from it. In the past, I've had that negative self-talk and called myself weak. I've told myself that I'm being soft, which as I'm growing and working on myself, I know I can't do that. So, yeah, if you call me weak minded as opposed to lazy, then those are going to have different effects on me. One of them I need to keep working on. And again, nobody can make you in, make you feel inferior without your consent. And that consent, a lot of times, is because those are areas that you need to work on or areas you believe to be true about yourself. And I'm getting off track here. Like I said, that quote really is a whole episode by itself, which I did one before. Now I think I should do another one. But again, number two, get curious about that emotion. Why did what happened or what was said to you make you have that reaction? Figure out where it stems from. And from there, you can work to get better at it, to grow from it. So that's what I got for you today. Like I always say, man, I hope these are things that you can implement in your life. Uh, please, please, please donate if you can. Uh, this podcast is donation based and I make it happen with the donations you give to me. Uh, I've left the links in the description on how you can donate. If you need more questions or if you have more questions, let me know. And also, please share this thing, man. I'm trying to grow this podcast. I need your help to do it. So let's get it in. Have a great day. And here goes some more Dutch music. Uh, you ain't got a touch to know I'm real Close your eyes, you can hear I tasted too many tears It got me thinking If you really feel me That all makes sense I feel like Like the song really touching me I can feel the rush in me Oh, what a feeling It feel like I'm on the high Like I can touch the ceiling I felt it in my heart Right from the beginning You can tell I'm a cancer Out here talking about my feelings not to be too touchy, but your words will never kill me. Hope you felt that. And I've been trying to touch a million. I want to touch the finer things. Want to touch all kind of things. Take me to the cemetery. Let me touch my mama grave. Thinking about my past, I done seen all kind of things. 2020 hindsight. Probably shouldn't try some things. Okay, I see now. 
Yeah, I see now. Look me in my eye. Tell me what you see, huh? I see progress, I see prosper, I can see the treetops. I swear I hear the birds, and that's music to my ears. And I taste one of my tears, thinking how I persevered. But you, you ain't, ain't got a touch. touch. You know I'm real, close your eyes, you can hear. I tasted too many tears, it got me thinking. If you really feel me, that all makes sense. You ain't got a touch to know I'm real, close your eyes, you can hear. I tasted too many tears, it got me thinking. If you really feel me, uh, that all makes sense. Yeah, I feel like you feelings never matter to me. I feel like Urkel family matters to me. Feel me or not, I feel for George Floyd's family. His life matters to me. I feel like I can feel the damage in me. Feel me or not, but I feel like I'm one of the realest rappers I see. I look around, they look the same as far as that I can see. You see it? You see my three fingers. You see me let them linger. I made my own lane. Won't ever see a blinker. Once on myself as a failure, let me tell you, the victory never tasted sweeter. And keep my name out your mouth, I hope it tastes like ether. I wanna taste the deepest thoughts and desires. Do what it requires to keep her. I make sure she arrive. I watch the news, what a divide. I got us thinking different. And Donald Trump got white people out here thinking ignorant. Thinking like some bigots. And think how that make me feel. But you ain't got a touch. Yeah. See, I can't speak for nobody else but me But believe me when I tell you All I want for you to do is feel me You feel me? You ain't got a touch to know I'm real Close your eyes, you can hear yeah. I tasted too many tears, it got me thinking And I'm not looking for no really handouts Or no pats on the back or no favors I just want you to feel me You ain't got a touch to know I'm real Close your eyes, you can hear I tasted too many tears, it got me thinking If you really feel me It all makes sense